Yes, yes. Isn't he good? Isn't God good? Wow, we're going to see that today. Um, Well, we're going to see Moses questioning that a little bit later um, towards the end of today's uh, Sunday school lesson. We're going to see Moses questioning (laughs) whether God is good or not. But, uh, oh, I like that song. I really do. You are good. I think that was uh Cutlass uh version singing that song. But uh oh how true it is, even though we may not understand what's happening in our lives, our current season that that we're in, our current situation that we in that we're in, we don't understand why these things are happening to us. I remember um Earlier in our marriage, uh, many years ago, Dixie and I, hey, we've been married 31 years, 31 years, uh, coming up, what, next week, October 21st, so yay to me and Dixie, 31 years, um, but anyhow, I remember years ago, um, things just not working out in our lives, and we would think God was leading us down one path, and for whatever reason, Things didn't work out. And I remember being both of us. I remember vividly like us both laying in bed and being angry with God and just almost like shaking our fists at God because uh, we didn't we didn't think things worked out the way we thought it would. And uh, sometimes we can get angry with God, especially when. You think he's leading you down a certain road, but then you thought he said go to the right, and you might have. So you take the right, but maybe you're you took the left, or you think you went down the wrong path. But God already knows the path that he wants you on, and he's got it all worked out. So you're right where God can use you, and where God wants you to be. Just we got to keep listening and listening to God being in his word and just trusting, just trusting that he has it worked out. He knows our lives from the beginning, middle and end. 
And uh, but in today's story, we're going to kind of see uh, Moses getting a little frustrated with with God and uh, questioning that. So, hey, let's take another short break. Maybe uh, let's kind of get in the worship spirit here. And uh, so let's uh, just take a short break. Be right back, guys. single dream I lay each one down at your feet every moment of my wandering never changes what you see I've tried to win this war I confess my hands are weary I need All right, are you ready to dive into chapter 5 of Exodus? Exodus chapter 5. But let's do a quick review for those just joining us on this week. So we're in the story of Moses. And we we learned how Moses was saved as a baby, raised in the house of Pharaoh. And we learned that his mother was able to nurse him until he got older. And Pharaoh's daughter um, took Moses as her own child. Moses grew up, saw some Egyptians beating his one of his fellow Hebrews. Moses went over there, killed the guy, and then was found out, so he ran away. And God dealt with him um, as he was being a shepherd out in the wilderness. And God called him through the burning bush to go and go back to see Pharaoh and tell him to let the Hebrews go. And he gave him Aaron because Moses um, didn't feel comfortable talking, was not a good speaker. So God told him, hey, take Aaron with you and uh, 
go do this thing I told you to do. So that's kind of, and then he told him to go first to the uh, leadership of, of the Hebrew people and to meet with them and tell them what God told them. So now we're going to go on to chapter five. Chapter five. So we're going to see Moses here and Aaron talking to Pharaoh. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I shall obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people away from their work? Get back to your burdens. And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them rest from their burdens. The same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their foremen, You shall no longer give the people straw to make their bricks, as in the past. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. But the number of bricks that they are to make are going to be the same as they were in the past. You shall by no means reduce it, for they are idle. Therefore, they cry, let us go and offer sacrifices to our God. Let heaviest work be laid upon the men, that they may labor at it and pay no regard to lying words. So the taskmaster and the foreman of the people went out and said to the people, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go and get your own straw wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced in the least. So the people were scattered throughout all the land of Egypt to gather the stubble for straw. The taskmasters were urgent, saying, Complete your work, your daily tasks each day as there were straw. So he's basically saying, hey, we're not going to reduce your workload. Go get your own straw and uh, still, you're still required to get the same amount of work done. So the foreman of the people of Israel, read that again, and the foreman of the people of Israel, whom Pharaoh taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, why have you not done all your tasks of making bricks today and yesterday as in the past? Then the foreman of the people of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, Why do you treat your servants like this? No straw is given to your servants. Yet they say to us, Make bricks, and behold, your servants are beneath, are beaten. But the fault is in your own people. But he said, you are idle. You are idle. That is why you say, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. 
Go now and work. No straw will be given to you, but you must still deliver the same number of bricks. The foreman of the people of Israel saw that they were in trouble when they said, You shall by no means reduce your number of bricks, your daily task each day. They met Moses and Aaron, who were waiting for them as they came out from Pharaoh. And they said to them, The Lord look up, look on you and judge, because you have made us stink in the sight of Pharaoh and his servants, and have put a sword in their hands to kill us. Then Moses turned to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, why have you done this evil thing to this people? Why did you ever send me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Let's kind of recap that. This kind of strikes me kind of funny. So Moses and Aaron uh, finally listen to God. They go to Pharaoh and say, hey, let us, let us take a three days journey out in the wilderness. You know, let us make sacrifice to our God. And <laughs> so, of course, Pharaoh says, uh, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. What you're going to do is you're going to tell your people to make bricks. I'm going to tell the foremans and the taskmasters to tell them, not only do you have to make the same amount of, amount of bricks as you always do, but now you're not be, you're not going to be brought the straw to you. You go out in the wilderness, gather the straw for yourselves, bring it back, and then make your bricks. And you better make the same amount of bricks that you do every day. So he gave them more work, which would eat away at their time. And they still got to get the number of bricks uh, made <laughs> as if the as if the straw was brought to them. So <laughs> it did not go how Moses thought it would go. And I just think it's kind of funny here. Moses is probably thinking, wait a minute. Well, Lord, I did what you told me to do. And uh, I wasn't confident. Um, I didn't. I told you I didn't speak well, and uh, you know I was trying to get out of it. You gave me Aaron. You said you would you would have my back. You're gonna take take uh, you know take it upon yourself to take care of the situation. I like what it says in verse. Uh, so chapter five, verse twenty-two. Then Moses turned to the Lord and said, "Oh Lord." Why have you done this evil thing to your people? Why did you ever send me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. So <laughs> Moses is kind of, he's kind of <laughs> ticked. I can, I can feel for uh, Moses here. He, he's, you know, I did what you told me to do. I obeyed you. I did what you told me to do. And, and you didn't do, you didn't come through. Basically, he's calling out God. Basically, he's saying, you didn't hold up your bargain. I did what I was supposed to do. And you actually made it worse. And uh, I can kind of relate to that. I think we all can in, in some way where 
you know, sometimes you're feeling like, even sometimes when you're feeling like you're on a spiritual high, you're doing well spiritually, you're obeying the Lord, um, you're, you're, you're just doing all, you're doing, you're, notice the word doing, you're doing, you're performing the things you think you should perform for God. You may be um, a consistent tither at church. You may be uh, going to church consistently in a community group, serving, serving in the church, um, being a witness at work. You may be doing all the right things, and but then you get laid off from your job or your boss calls you into the office and criticize your your work or whatever um, sickness comes into your family and and sometimes you can feel like but God I'm I did what you told me to do I'm I'm reading I'm in the Word I'm praying every day uh, I'm worshiping you and, and, and you're not taking care care of me look what happened to me I lost my job or um, I got sickness in the family. Or, or whatever, it's I, I can relate to how Moses must have felt. Uh, like, hey, you told me to do this, I did it, and now they're making us work harder. Not only did they not let us go, um, they just made our work harder. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can relate to that very much so. Um, and it also shows... You know, sometimes I'm going to, this is probably not good theology, not a not good application of scripture at this point, but have you ever, have you ever worked for someone that was so greedy that they wanted to squeeze every last work of effort out of your body and not give you the tools to complete the task and expect the same amount of work or were we ever giving someone else's where someone ever laid off and the boss comes to you and said, Hey, we let Joe go. Um, so you got his duties and also Mike, we let Mike go. So you got Joe's and Mike's duties, no increase in pay. I mean, just little things like that. That's just an example of what happens in life in general. And I think, um, <laughs> Well, how would you feel? How would you feel if you went into work Monday morning and your boss said, hey, we let Cheryl go. And uh, yeah, Mary, yeah, she's no longer doing that. So we need you to uh, step up your game. You have two other responsibilities you got to do now. Um, yeah, you're not getting a pay increase. Um, yeah, you just got to, yeah, work harder, work harder. Um, you wouldn't, I mean, I, I, you're not going to be the happiest person that day in the office, I wouldn't think, right? Um, you know, it's, it's almost like uh, if, if you're uh, um, picking orders, if, if you know what that is, in a warehouse where you're, you're, you're going and getting different, different boxes and putting them on a pallet and uh, you're riding around in a cart that's motorized and then they say, hey, you know what? We're taking your motorized carts away and you're going to have to use a two-wheelie and wheel them to your to your pallet and stack them i mean it's just i'm kind of relating it to modern day times so um because we don't really gather um hay and go make bricks by hand um not not that i know of maybe the amish do 
Uh, but we don't. But um, yeah, it just shows you the kind of the the hardness of uh, sometimes those that are the oppressor can really oppress um, others um, for financial gain. Um, in this case, slavery um, to the to the Hebrew people um, for financial gain for the, the Egypt for the Pharaoh. So, um, boy, life doesn't always go the way we plan. Sometimes, even when we feel God is directing us in a certain path. Um, yeah, you know, and, and it gets confusing sometimes because you think, well, Lord, I've, I've trusted you. Um, I'm trusting in you. And uh, I thought this is what you told me to do, but things aren't working out. And uh, it's hard. It's hard. I, I know that's happened to me in my life where um, I felt like I was on a certain path and it's what God wanted me to do. But um, things change. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think, um, see, God knows the beginning and the end, the, the beginning, the middle, the end, and and, and it all. So we don't see his uh, greater vision. His We don't see in his vision. But sometimes God uses circumstances in life um, to lead us on to a new season in life or, or lead, lead us on a higher ground. And uh, so I guess I've learned not to give up or um, give up or, or or lose faith because God has already worked things out way in advance and uh, he knows what's going to happen. But um, sometimes we do get uh, a little discouraged. But um, later on, we're going to see how God is going to come through and God's got this all handled and uh Moses is going to uh he's going to he's going to see Moses is going to see in the next couple chapters here so hey that's kind of short today but I think I think there was kind of rich I think there were some really rich things in there that we can take a hold of and and, and uh, apply um just uh, about uh, trusting God even when things don't work out so hey Let's just close in prayer real quick. Heavenly Father God, thank you so much for allowing us to be part of your plan. Lord, you had a plan for Moses and the Hebrew children. You had a plan. Moses couldn't see your ultimate plan. He had to keep trusting and obeying. He had to obey what you were telling him. And Lord, today in our lives, forgive me where I haven't obeyed and became discouraged and maybe have not done the things you wanted me to do. But Lord, thank you for never giving up on us. You never give up on us. Um, you just, you have us in your hand, in the palm of your hand, and we can't squeeze out of it because you hold us tight within your hand. Lord, I just, I just love you. I thank you for allowing me to just open up your word, open up your word and just read it. There's nothing I can say to magnify your word that has to come from you, the Holy Spirit. And Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word 
to mankind through the Holy Bible. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for friends and family. And Lord, we just love you and we praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, I'll be back with a few uh, closing closing words, but we'll take a quick break and uh, I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Hey, I was thinking a little bit more about um, today's story about uh, Moses kind of calling out God. And it reminded me of a scripture in uh, Isaiah 45, 9. Isaiah 45, 9. And I'm going to read it out of the King James Version because I I, I like the way the King James um, says it here better than the ESV or NIV. So um, Isaiah 45, 45, nine out of the King James Bible. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the pot shed strive with the pot's herds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, what makest thou or thy work? He hath no hands. So let me read that again. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the pots herd strive with the pots herds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, What makest thou or thy work? He hath no hands. Now let me read it out of uh, the New American Standard because I'm a fan of the New American Standard. Um, (laughs) Woe to the ones who quarrel with his maker. An earthware vessel among the vessels of earth. Will the clay say to the potter, What are you doing? Or the things you are making say, He has no hands. So so it kind of reminds you of Moses. Um, basically, Moses being the clay and God being the potter, the clay maker, if Moses is basically saying, hey, you, you, the maker, are doing it wrong. I'm the, I'm the clay, and I'm saying, hey, you're doing it wrong. This isn't what how you're supposed to make the clay or perform. And uh, I just thought of that scripture. Uh, and kind of like another one in the Job, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but Job 33, 13 
Job thirty three thirteen. Why do you contend with him that he answers nothing a man asks? So basically, questioning God. God does not have to give us the answers. Um, so sometimes we need to be a little bit careful how, how we, we respond to God. But he understands our frustrations. And uh, so just a little afterthought of uh, realizing how frustrated we as the clay vessel can get to the <laughs> and criticize the hands of the potter. So, um, yeah, so, hey, thanks again for joining, joining me today, Sunday School with Ken. I really appreciate it. I don't take it lightly that you would stop by, and I just enjoy reading Scripture with you, and I hope this was beneficial for you. Um, like I say, it, it's, there's nothing I can add to Scripture. I'm not a theologian, a pastor, but I just love God's word and I just want God's word to speak and not nothing that comes out of my mouth, but just the words of God. That's kind of why I just read the scripture because I think that's important. And sometimes I think we lose the art of just reading the scripture and allowing the scripture um, to speak. And uh, But anyway, hey, thanks for stopping by. We'll do this again. We'll do this again next Sunday. We'll pick up the story because uh, although if you've been in Sunday school all your life, like me, we know how the story is, but it's still fun to get there. It's fun to see the response, the responses of real people under a real situation, and uh, how they react and how God is always faithful to do what He says He's going to do. So, thanks again. Tomorrow, remember Monday through Fridays, you can listen to Mornings mornings with Ken, 5.45 a.m. So tune in for the rest of the week for Mornings with Ken. And hey, if not, I'll see you next Sunday. All right, buddy. Everybody, have a great day. Love you guys. Bye-bye.